You're listening to the regular podcast from Pete the Vet's blog. This was first broadcast on East Coast FM. All right, he is here, Pete Weatherburn. Good morning, Jacqueline. Okay, now the, our next guest after you is um, is a singer. So can you sing? Can you do Absolutely anything? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. No You're singing. No use. I was, I was sold something. I was missold. <laughs> Mary Byrne is coming in here now. Yeah. So this our new album. There you are. Let's have a look. Very nice. Right. I can't, of course, of course, Jacqueline, you know I can dance. I may not sing, but I can dance. Okay, how'd you get on on Saturday? It was such fun. It was basically something I did because I was asked to do it, but I was really frightened of doing it because I've never danced in public before. But it ended up being one of the most enjoyable interludes of my life, I have to say. <laughs> no, it was, because what happened was you got together three times a week with 30 other people who, who, who didn't know much about dancing. And um, you know when you suffer with other people... Um, you become friends with them. And so the 30 of us suffered as as these choreographers shouted at us and told us we were doing it wrong and eventually said, OK, yeah, you're getting a bit better now. And eventually said, yeah, you're doing quite well. And so when we went out to perform on the Saturday, last Saturday night, we were just pumped and we were flying it and we were in great form. And the, the high of the night, um, by the end of the evening, I, I think we'd, we'd all become... Um, lifelong buddies you know it was one of those occasions and um, the, the only thing now is there's a kind of sense of deflation because it's all over I just want to go out and dance Bollywood everywhere <laughs> right <laughs> doesn't, you, doesn't really work in a vet have clinic have you sorted advice on that one <laughs> so listen enough of all that anyway and your new discovered born again dancer sort of routine and by the way just thanks to Elisa my, my, my companion my dance companion and St. Patrick's School in Bray they did great work Brilliant. Okay, and your Brilliant. partner, and I hope uh, her her toes and her feet are coming back to normal <laughs> now, and that bruising will wear away pretty quickly. <laughs> Thank you, Jackson. <laughs> so, listen, um, it's uh, sort of springtime. Um, so is there any duties we should be doing with our pets at the moment? Um, not particularly. I suppose this is a time traditionally uh, in nature when animals breed. Um, most young animals are born in the spring or early summer. And the simple reason for that is that um, there's a bountiful supply of food and the weather is benign at that time of year. So it's a really good time for young animals to to grow up and um, develop. And what that means is that most animals are are designed to breed just now. Um, And so I suppose it's a really good time to think about getting your pets spayed on you if they haven't already been done. It's one of the things that always amazes me that people let their dogs have puppies and then kind of go wow how did that happen i mean it's really obvious if you if you have a female animal and they're not spayed they are going to have young young ones and a recent study that was done of 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 dog pounds found that something like 50 percent of of puppies that are born are unwanted puppies so 50% are unwanted. If those 50% were removed out of the picture, there would be no problem with unwanted dogs. And the 4,500 dogs that are put down every year just because they're unwanted, they wouldn't be born in the first place. And that would be much better for everybody. So I guess that's it. Now is a good time. The spring breeding season is the ideal time to make sure that your pet is spayed. That's and it. say if you do uh, want your 
dog, for example, to have some puppies and things. Mm. What's the best way to dispose of them? Because you don't want six or seven of them or something. Well, what's the rules there? Do you take them away at birth? No. Um, how long is it that it's not cruel to take away pups from the mother and all that? Well, I would say it's always unfair to do that. I, I, is it? I, I do. I, I, I mean, I would say that you should only let your um, dog have pups if you know for sure that you have good homes lined up. Um, because, I mean, you know, animals, the moment they're born, they're sentient, they have feelings. I remember having a discussion with a, with a friend who happened to be a medical doctor about drowning newborn puppies and he seemed to think that it was a humane thing to do um, because, I don't know, because they were so little that they couldn't feel it or something. But I tell you, if you put any animal underwater, it will wriggle and struggle because it is suffering the horrendous sensation of drowning. Just like you as an adult would not like to have your head held underwater, neither does a puppy or a kitten. Um, and, you know, it's an act of cruelty to do that and it's shocking to me that people even consider that now. But unfortunately, some people do. So rather than getting into all that sort of stuff, you're far better to say, look, can I re do I have... Do I have a list of six or eight or ten people who would love to have puppies for my dog? And if if you can't think of those people, then get her a spade. Don't just get her, let her have pups because uh, you, you think it's a cool thing to do or because for any other reason. You have to think very hard about the future of those puppies before they're born. And what do people do now? The, the, your whole thing is prevention, isn't it? It is. Prevent puppies being born in the first place is easy to do um, and it should be a part of just, if you like, the natural thing for a responsible pet owner to do. Before you get a, a puppy yourself, think to yourself, I'm going to have to get her a spade in six months' time. How am I going to afford that? How am I going to organise that? And think about that before you get the dog rather than waiting until the time comes along and then, and then having a sort of crisis about it. Okay. Uh, text message in here. It says, my dog seems to be doing a lot of sneezing at the moment. Does it have a cold? <laughs> Probably not. Dogs don't get colds like we get colds. Um, they, 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 do, they can suffer from pollen sensitivity just like us, and I guess we are at that time of year. And the first thing I think about when, when, a, um, when an animal starts to sneeze is, are there any airborne irritants there at all? So pollens, like flowers in the house, maybe sprays being used in the house, all of those things. Um, as long as there isn't a sort of yucky discharge, then an occasional sneeze or even a fit of sneezing isn't generally too much to be worried about in a pet. Okay, so mm. why are they doing it? Just the pollen, maybe? or M Most likely. Uh, and most, yeah. most often it's a transient thing that settles down. Um, obviously, if, a, if, a, if a, any animal is kind of sneezing repeatedly, repeatedly for, for more than a day, well, then you'd be saying, okay, could there be something unusual happening there, like a little grass seed stuck up their nose or something odd like that? But that'd be very unusual, and it'd be very obvious that the animal is having, a, um, you know, an abnormally high number of sneezes that's going on for an abnormally long time, and you would go to the vet with that. Okay, Rita says, uh, Hi, Declan, could you ask Pete about our puppy who is eating the legs of the table? Um, did these sprays work? Well, sprays, bitter-tasting sprays, make things like table legs less appealing because they taste yucky. But dogs, puppies especially, enjoy chewing things. So what you should do is use the spray all right, but also give the puppy something that's fun to chew that you don't mind it chewing such as a um, a food stuffed rubber Kong toy these are toys that have got 
hole up the middle of them for you to put in food and then you put the give the animal the, the, the chew stuffed with food and the animal likes taking the chew first of all because it likes the taste of the food but then it learns actually it's quite fun chewing this as well and um, as a kind of positive feedback thing where the more they chew it the more they enjoy doing it and that's much better than chewing table legs or shoes where do you get those pet most pet shops and also vet clinics sell them kongs K-O-N-G. They cost anywhere between €4 Euro and €10. Euro. Uh, different types available, different sizes and so on. And how do they work? They basically, um, there's a cavity in them that, um, that you fill with soft food. And if you can imagine a, um, a, a, a sort of squidgy rubber toy with a hole in the middle, when you squeeze it, the food squirts out, a bit like toothpaste coming out of a, 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 a toothpaste container when you squeeze it. So um, this food squeezes out of the red, toy, red rubber toy as the dog chews it. And because the food squeezes out, the dog gets rewarded because they get the taste of the food. So they keep chewing it and keep squeezing out more food. And once your dog's used to using a Kong, what you can then do is start to, to keep the Kong in the deep freeze. So once you've stuffed it with the food, put it in the deep freeze. And then um, the dog still knows there's food inside it, but it takes a bit longer for the dog to get the food out, so it means that the Kong lasts for longer. So, I mean, I think they're great. Everybody who gets a puppy should get a Kong. It's a, yeah. it's a, a great... Um, and it keeps them preoccupied then, is that it? It, keep, it? it keeps them occupied doing good stuff rather than chewing table legs. <laughs> very good. OK, thanks very much indeed, Pete. Thank you, Declan. And um, the dancing is uh, secondary. It's just our um, pause. I'm looking or... for a new challenge, something else I really don't want to do. <laughs> <laughs> um, by the way, our website is spayaware.ie. That's the website for information about spaying that we were talking about today. So it's spayaware.ie and you'll find out more about it there. Okay, Pete Weatherburn, our vet from uh, Bray Vet and Old Connor, and uh, Pete's uh, own website is petethevet.com for all the information there.